0: The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM
1: 760 presents Wake Up in the Den Den, 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 den. with Ku'ule Ogbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Ku'ule Ogbayani, and Noel and Mia this morning, but filling in, gracing us with his presence, the one, the only, A.C. Custodio. Hey, good morning, beautiful people. I always wanted to say that. <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. Yes, A.C.'s in the house. <laughs> what? It's amazing. A.C. is in the house. And you can just click it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a like a perfect time to come in midway through the week. Uh, But also with the big news coming out of the NFL, first we thought the biggest news was that Sean Payton was going over and being the head coach, new head coach now for the Denver Broncos. But waking up this morning and seeing, and it's funny because actually the only, the, the way that I found out was, you know, you wake up. Um, Usually I like check text messages Uh and then I check social media and then just mainly because it's like if any if there's any breaking news such as this morning that is pertinent to sports and getting ready for this show. Um, But usually I'll check Twitter first because that's like the main news source. But I checked Instagram this time and that's kind of funny that the first person to send me this thing about Tom Brady is one of my good friends out that lives in Virginia. Melissa she <laughs> oh because she's actually a huge uh Tom Brady fan but at the same time so I think I've talked about it, this before but my girlfriends like my close close girlfriends like pretty much not, or maybe only one is like somewhat of a sports fan other than that it's like they're all really girly and I go I joke that when we we're in high school I joke but it's a true story when we we're in high school I would teach all of them what the rules of football was because when we would go to high school games because you know going to high school games was what you're supposed to do when you're in high school and I would teach them football but and so she's one of my girlier friends that wasn't really into football when she moved to Virginia and worked in DC she ended up becoming like watching the Patriots becoming a Patriots fan obviously Tom Brady and since she's girly she was very familiar with Tom Brady's uh, longtime ex-wife now uh, Giselle Bündchen because she was a Victoria's Secret supermodel and all that stuff. So, Mm -hmm. long story short, uh, it's just funny that of all, you know, people that told me about this news first, it was my really girly, like... Girlfriend, East Coast <laughs> time. I know. But, you know, like I jumped on Instagram first and it'll, it won't will pop up as crazy as how my Twitter feed is, which is all sports stuff. So I just thought I'd share that little tidbit. Uh, we'll get into Tom Brady's discussion and actually play what he posted on social media in just a couple of minutes. But I uh, wanted to make note that stick around after this show because we have Sharks Weekly uh, coming up live from the DSE Hawaii Esports Arena at HPU's Aloha Tower Marketplace campus. Uh, Jeffrey Rich will welcome in and speak about the women's volleyball program out there at HPU. So be sure you, again, stick around coming up right after this show. Also coming up later, we have more OIA Sports have OIA boys basketball will be out at Radford High School tonight. Uh, it's the Division I and Division Two championship games. Kyle Galdera and Paul Brecht will bring you the action. So first up, we'll have the Division Two championship game between Kalani and Farrington. Uh, that game will tip off around 537 p.m., but we'll hop on air at 5 30 p.m and then followed by the division one championship game between campbell and oh that's not the same because alan's not here <laughs> he always knows the cue every time i'm like when we talk oia and i'm like alan what school is it <laughs> between campbell and Mililani. Mililani. oh i can make even more fun like when we talk about this stuff to ac ac who has more championships
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: Just kidding. We'll, the Trojans. we'll, I, I we'll get, get I, we'll get to I'm that, that get a little it. later, but um in case anyone's wondering, so obviously you guys know I went to Mililani, but AC is a Pearl City alum, and right. Pearl City and Mililani have always had like this, rivals. yeah, rival, crosstown right. rival. Uh, but anyways, it'll be Campbell and Mililani this time in the boys basketball Division One, a, a championship game, excuse me, and that will tip off probably around like seven thirty ish. So you can listen right here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network or hawaiisportsradio.com. All right, getting back into it with. Tom Brady, the GOAT, as he is referred to a lot of the time. Man, 20 seasons in the NFL and being pretty much the underdog from the beginning. It's so weird to think back, and we're not used to it, um, ever considering him anything but like the greatest of all time, winning seven Super Bowls, Mm -hmm. six with the New England Patriots, and one that, to me, solidified him and his career and... Really leaving no doubt or question that, all oh, right, this guy, there there's something about this guy. He just has it. Going over, leaving Bill Belichick, and that was the whole debate all the time. Who contributes more to the New England Patriots? Is it Bill Belichick or Tom Brady? I still think Bill Belichick's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. But the fact that Tom Brady could leave, go well, and then, I mean, Bruce Arians isn't a pushover either. He's a right. really good coach, too. But still, nonetheless, went over to a brand-new team. Along with his tight end, though, (laughs) his tight end and Rob Gronkowski winning another Super Bowl, solidifying everything. And actually, um, we're going to play what he posted on social media this morning across of his platforms and his short little video that he, you know, put out there in the Internet.
0: Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me
1: to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. And there you have it. Tom Brady. That's what he posted on social media. That was his video. And I I did get a chuckle at that where he was like, you know, it got he did a big deal last time. And he did. But granted, it was because the news, Adam Schefter, I think, broke the news first. So then it turned into this big thing, and then he announced his retirement and did the whole long, like he said, the essay of retiring. And then, you know, and then he's like, just kidding. I'm back. <laughs> Coming back. Um, so I thought, I think now, yeah, it is final. And it, it, I hope it is. He he deserves to just, you know, ride off into the sunset. We saw this past season. He, he started to look – I hate using this word because, to me, he's still very, very young by um, – normal standards you know at 45 <laughs> years old but like when we talk about professional football he was starting to look old so this past season and I'm I'm happy he made the right decision stepping away from the game and still again still very very young in normal uh, everyday life right at the young age of 45 so he has a full life to go can do all kinds of stuff he has like that what is it like 100 plus million-dollar contract and TV waiting for him. So obviously, as if he didn't make enough money, it's, he has a career. He's not going to just sit on the couch. He can still be in the game and still be around football in that capacity. Because sometimes I know a lot of these guys, like, you know, they, they just love the game so much. You can't, it's hard to walk away Absolutely. thinking you're going to just sit on the couch for the whole time or, or you know, have to uh, watch your kids. <laughs> I think
0: No, well, I think, I think he – this is this is finally. I saw that, that um, he announced his retirement again, the same day as he did last year, February first. Um, I think you're right. This is it. I think, I think it's it's an accumulation. Everything in his life, has as kind of he's done it all. Mm-hmm. He, he also has all that you know off the field stuff. You know, with his divorce. I think. I think it weighs a toll. He 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 checked all the boxes. He has nothing else left to prove. He's won all the awards. He's won all the trophies. He's broken. He holds all the records now. Um, what twenty three seasons in the NFL? That is that is incredible. He's he's a winner. He's won on every. He's running every level. He's won. He he's he's a national champion at Michigan. Um, to add on top of his uh, seven Super Bowls, ten Super Bowl appearances. I. Imagine 10 appearances <laughs> like people dream of just making one. You got you got a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans that are super upset because they really they were so close. This guy's been there half his career almost. Right. 23 seasons been there, for t- been to the big show, the big game like 10 times. It is remarkable. I think he's he's just he's finally tired. I think mentally he's. He's he's tired. You can see at the end of the video if you go on social media, you can see how he started to break up and kind of crack at the end. He can tell it it is emotional to say goodbye to walk away. This is all he knows. Um, I think, but he's I believe he's a winner. He's gonna be a winner no matter what he does. I mean, he's like you said, he's he's super rich and whatever he decides to do with his career, a businessman or a commentator, I think he's gonna he's gonna um, succeed in that as well.
1: I think it'll be funny, though, if he, like, joined the Manning cast... That would oh, be kind of funny. So wow. I, I mean, just the backstory with that, and it's and actually ironically, AC is a New York Giants fan, but maybe some of our listeners that aren't right. as familiar with the history of, of Tom Brady's Super Bowls, uh one of its kryptonites is Eli Manning and the New York Giants. Right. <laughs> Eli Manning won his two Super Bowls with over Tom Brady. And mm-hmm. I think it would just be and and that's how they all are now, right? Like and Tom Brady, you could tell he was starting to have a sense of humor the past couple of years, like Compared to when he first, you know, had the first half of his career, always so serious and mm-hmm. like would never, ever want to like, you know, early on career, Tom Brady probably would never have social media. You're like, <laughs> Granted, social media wasn't a thing in early in his career. Right. But if social media was, I don't think I think he'd be kind of weird like Aaron Rodgers, maybe not as weird, but he would just be kind of like standoffish on mm-hmm. social media. But you saw like the last couple of years, he was very. Um, active and made these fun jokes, especially during their Super Bowl run with mm-hmm. um, Tampa and Rob Gronkowski. They would, it, so it was, it was nice to see that him kind of cut loose towards the ending of his career. But so I think he would, it would be funny like if he were part of the whole Eli Manning and Peyton Manning thing they have going on because it would, you you know, it would kind of like the little trash yeah, talking. Yeah, it would like, oh, like yeah, okay, Tom Brady, that's cool, like all your Super Bowls that you have, but. Who did you lose to? Exactly. <laughs> we
0: got to see a lot of Tom's personality towards the end of his career. I know at the beginning with uh when he was with the New England Patriots, especially, it was the Patriot way, you know, very stoic. Not much in, you know, outside of football. But as soon, you know, as soon as he got to the later part of his career and he felt like he could stand alone, um, Side by side with Belichick, side by side with the Patriots, you can see, like you said, a little trash talking, a little nudge towards, you know, against against both Peyton, um, Peyton and Eli. Um, you gotta see a lot of trash talking outside of uh, outside of football, like the celebrity century challenging yeah. golf, talking trash to like Charles Barkley when he hit that eagle or something. Like he's he is he is he is. Um, He's compelling, you know, he's, he's, Mm -hmm. he's definitely a person like everybody. Look, you got, you got girlfriends that are not football fans that know who Tom Brady
1: is. Yeah, exactly.
0: This is not just a sports story. This is a, this is a global nationwide story. Everybody know who Tom Brady is.
1: Yeah. All right. We're going to step aside really quick. Uh, When we come back, we'll still keep it with the NFL discussion, a little more on Tom Brady. And of course the other news in the coaching realm of the NFL and more next on Wake Up in the Den.
0: Wake Up in the Den with Ku'ule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760.
1: Welcome oh, back to Wake Up in the Den, Ku'ule Agbayani, AC Custodio. Good morning. <laughs> Talking about Tom Brady and announcing his retirement this morning. I mean, as that comes as no surprise, really. I mean, we're kind of, like I mentioned earlier before the break, almost like you just knew he was different and was hoping he was going to retire. I know there was all the speculation like going to Las Vegas or the 49ers, his childhood team. But fortunately, he's not sticking around because again, in in us normal people years, 45 at the age of 45 still very 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 young. Right. But in professional football years, uh yeah, it's a little you're kind of up there already and he should have, you know, way past the normal retirement age at any position. I mean, I I think the running joke, though, is the reason why Tom Brady was able to have such a long career is because, you know, you just kind of sneeze on him and he would get a roughing the passer call. Oh, man. (laughs) So, I mean, he was able to prolong his career because he spent a lot of time... You know, convincing the refs to protect him in that standpoint. But, and
0: he's earned equity. I think you he's know, earned it. <laughs> changed has... the rules a little bit.
1: Um, but I don't know about
0: the Tuck rule. Yeah, but...
1: that, that's the funny thing. <laughs> Sorry,
0: Raiders. Did fans. you see the
1: commercial? Um, who is he? Oh, the one. He admitted? Yeah, who is he doing the commercial with? Someone that was on the Raiders. Shoot. Uh, but basically, it's like a, a funny, I think it was part of like a sit down, actually, like interview. And then he was like, <laughs> they were basically they they're in the living room and then they were like um He's like, yeah, you know, if I go like this and then my hand comes down and then he's like, yeah, and I hit it. And he's like, yeah, that's an intercept or that's a fumble. And he's like, I mean, I mean, it's so rule. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So it's actually I don't know if that was scripted or not, but the way that the video looked, it seemed very real that he actually did say, like, oh, yeah, that's a fumble
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
1: when it's not. Um, But looking back at his storied career, uh, again, Age 45 season, he threw, like, this is crazy, right? 733 attempts and completed more than four hundred nine more passes than any quarterback in NFL history. So at 490, like, that's crazy how he's led his team to the playoffs. But I think, like, as we talk about, which we'll get to in a little bit, is the national letter of intent and football. And, you know, the, the big thing is, oh, you know, like stars, right? Like, the kids these days are so, like, set on how many stars they are coming out of high school. Like if you're a, you know, three, four, five star type of player at any position, oh, that automatically makes you good. And we've seen time and time again that that doesn't always translate into college football. Like you see some lower starred athletes doing really well and Mm -hmm. vice versa. You see some higher rated athletes not do so well when they come over and play, you know, bigger league football from high school to college. And I think, to me, that's the biggest thing I take away with Tom Brady and his... Well, a couple of things. A couple of things I take away from Tom Brady and his career is that he was drafted so late. <laughs> you know, drafted right. in the sixth round of the 2000 NFL draft with the 199th pick. So, yeah, he's not exactly Mr. Relevant like a Brock Purdy, but... In hindsight, when you look at his career and all those accomplishments, you know, seven Super Bowl titles, I don't think you'll ever see a quarterback drafted that late that will go on to be as successful right. as Tom Brady. like
0: Or, or any player, for
1: that or matter. Or player, yeah. Right. But, like, I mean, the quarterback will determine a lot of whether your team wins or lose. I mean, who knows? Maybe—and this is the thing, right? Maybe Patrick Mahomes will come close to that and the Kansas City Chiefs. But— He wasn't drafted that late. He wasn't like this underdog of a player that, hey, who's this Tom Brady guy? Oh, it's all about, you know, Drew Bledsoe. It's Drew Bledsoe's team at New England, yada, yada, yada. Drew Bledsoe goes down. Tom Brady steps in, and the rest, as they say, is history. So
0: It's definitely a uh, reminder that you got to make the most of your opportunity, right? For any player, a lot of these high schoolers coming up that you – you you may only have that one shot and if you get in the game you just you have to make a count um and this guy made a count and it turned into a <laughs> 23 year career and a list and a huge list of, of accomplishments
1: yeah and and that's why like i said it's important for the kids to like when they look at wow tom brady all oh, the super bowl, the goat super bowl champion blah 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 but started by being the underdog right. <laughs> nobody ever thought he was going to turn into what he is now you know, winning the most championships by an NFL player and pretty much everyone behind him on this list. Are people that when we talk to the young kids these days, nobody even knows who these people are.
0: Oh, <laughs> but everyone would know who Tom Brady is. Exactly. You could, yes. And th- these new kids, the next couple years and all these generations and the, the Patrick Mahomes, they they will be chasing Tom Brady and all his records.
1: Yeah. And and another thing I take from Tom Brady and his career is that he cared. He cared. His ultimate goal was to win, which when you play professional sports and in life, like, you know, you want to win. And I think like I admire him for not wanting to be the knowing that he has all these accolades. Look, I've won all these Super Bowls. My whole thing is like a lot of players shouldn't ask for these big contracts if you haven't even one if you haven't even led your team to a playoff and won a playoff game and two definitely if you haven't won a Super Bowl if you've done one of those things and sure when your contracts up like like we see Joe Burrow yeah he didn't win a Super Bowl but he helped his team get there and compete in the Super Bowl and this year he's so he will garner and deserve a big contract. But then you look at someone like Dak Prescott and everyone knows I'm like not a Dak Prescott fan. At the time when he was asking for that really big deal to be like one of the highest paid quarterbacks, I'm like, yeah, but what is your resume? You know, like you didn't really do all that much for your team and their success. So Tom Brady having the resume that he did, he could have very much continued to be the highest paid quarterback or the highest paid player for that matter in the NFL season, like season after season, he could garner that much money. And if, if he wanted to, but when he was at New England, it was more about winning. And right. he took pay cuts, essentially. He took pay cuts time and time again. Yes, I know he did have a wife that was like just as wealthy as he was on her own. Even if he got max deals, she would come close to around that much money because of her super international supermodel career. So, yeah, I get that. He could take, he could have, air quote, afford, because let's be honest, I mean, anyway, some of these contracts, you, you can afford to live with even like your base contract in the NFL. But if we're just comparing NFL players, Tom Brady cared more about the team surrounding himself with winners and being able to win than his own, hey, look at me. I'm the highest paid player in the NFL. Like, I deserve this. I won all these Super Bowls. You need to pay me everything that I deserve because, you know, it matters to me that I'm on the top of this list. I should be. I won all these Super Bowls. I should be on the top of this list of highest paid players ever, yada, yada, yada. Max contract this, max contract that. But it was all about, eh, like I'll take a pay cut but as long as I can be surrounded by players that will help me win right. and it paid off.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. He had to the, the 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 decision to between money or legacy. He made choices to make sure his legacy is intact and that he was around a winning team and a winning program. He allowed his team to his uh, his, his teams to go out to save money and to go out to get a supporting cast. Um, but he also proved that he could win with without a supporting cast earlier in his career with some no brainers. I mean no <laughs> namers, right? Like yeah. and 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 then towards the towards the latter part of his career, um, he, he was able to have the, the reputation and then people just wanted to like if you want to win a chip, you come and follow me and he knew what he needed. He brought his best friend Grunk with him and anywhere yeah. he he go, not not just on football, but you know, in commercials and he, and they've both are winners and I think I think that's that's what he values. I think that's definitely uh that's a great trait and I, you know, we all I, res- I totally respect
1: that. That's true. That made me think about how I don't wanna say it was weird because there for like maybe the middle three Super Bowls he had at New England mm-hmm. around there, it was always there was almost like a joke, but at the same time it was real that A lot of these players, like, their career would go to New England. Like, they would go there at the end of their career because New England could essentially get them cheap, like Randy Moss. Right. You could get them cheap, but then Tom Brady would, like, find ways to win with all these players. I mean, Julian Edelman, he's, like, tiny, you know. What is his name? Wes Welker. Wes (laughs) Welker. these are not your traditional, like, you know, big... Dion
0: Branch, if you want to go even further back. (laughs) Like who are these receivers and he he kind of put them on the map yeah right he was he's super accurate he got he, he has a, his release is is faster than people realize because his decision making is so fast he he's very def, you know definitive on where he's gonna go he doesn't just sit there and just ah, let it go i know where, where i'm gonna get the ball out and to before the defense come and hit me and and he's he's healthy for the most part of his career um and And it's it's amazing
1: to piggyback on that that note that's true because we joked earlier about oh the refs blah blah blah, and tom brady but part of the reason why he rarely ever got hit is because you're right he just makes decisions so fast he knows when to throw it away he doesn't you know i mean i i can't think of another example but the first example that comes to my head is like artua tongo vailoa you know he just needs to get quicker with making decisions on whether to throw it away and not try to, you know, scramble, take the damage that he's taken. Right. Tom Brady has learned that, learned that very early on. So he prevents his own self, his own self, from getting into those situations because he'll, yeah, he'll throw it away, or he'll find an open receiver and make it look easy, right. and still be able to win the game. So, um, yeah, I can't believe it's weird. I swear, like five five six seven years ago i was part of the train of like oh tom brady blah, 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 blah. i don't care <laughs> but you know like maybe it's <laughs> maybe it's me getting older and being more evolved in the sports world and and watching so much sports but then when you look back and right. he's you know you can't ha- and and can't especially respect what yeah, he's done especially right? it was after especially him winning at tampa that i'm like you can't have any type of like You can't say anything. Yeah, you (laughs) can't throw no
0: shade on him. No, 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 no. Now you look back
1: and you're like, you know what? This guy is really incredible doing it, you know, over the age of 40 as well. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. In football,
0: which I think is one of the hardest sports to win, you know, because of all the changes, free agency, you know, salary caps, it is difficult to win in that game.
1: And it's not like basketball, right, like in the NBA, where one player, like LeBron, if LeBron's on your team, especially in his prime, don't get me wrong, obviously now not so much, but in LeBron's prime, you just needed that one player, and he's going to – get you to the finals like it's just Mm -hmm. one player can make a difference you see obviously you see the type of defense the other team is playing all in front of you five other guys you got to watch out for on defense in football at the quarterback position you need to know what 11 guys on the other side of the field are doing at all times right think about what the coach is going to do and obviously worry about your own like other 10 guys as well so yeah it's, it's it's pretty remarkable and right on tom Uncle Tom, father, you know, defying father or what do they call father? Grandpa Tom Grandpa no. Tom. Retired <laughs> Tom. At the age of forty-five. Rocking chair Tom. <laughs> it's weird, right? When you're when you're like At the age of 45, which, like, I keep saying. In in normal people... It's, like, 65. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, dog years, right? Right? Like, dog years, you multiply by seven. And then in football years, yeah, pretty much you add on another, like, 20 years. And that's how old he is in terms of the game. Yeah, it's, like, seeing, like, a (laughs) 65-year-old. Although, don't get me wrong. I mean, we saw Michael Ho, like, charge, you know, Waimea Bay at the Eddie at 60 years young. So, people keep... Keep doing your thing. Anyways, got to step aside, and we'll be back on Wake Up in the Den. You're listening
0: to Wake Up in the Den with Kule Agbayani on the all-new Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM
1: 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Oh, I got to rewind that. Rewind as I saw text messages come in. Welcome back to all of you, the beautifulest of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Times. Kule Akbayani. I was about to say Alamia again. (laughs) AC Custodial joining us in studio. Um, (laughs) Like I said, I got a little distracted because um, just about someone. Speaking of, as a reminder to stay tuned for Sharks Weekly, uh, it's coming up after this show with, from D, the DSC Hawaii Esports Arena at Hawaii Pacific University's ATM campus featuring the women's volleyball program at HPU. As we see our Paul is there ready to go. That's what I got kind of thrown off by seeing his text message come in also he's kind of hyped about Brianna Stewart going over to the New York Liberty as our guys from that side. So she's, yeah, she made her decision. Uh, it was between staying in Seattle or going over to New York. So she's going back or yeah, over to New York. I think I had read something earlier about um, just, it was also like New York, everyone was thinking New York cause it was better for her family and, and everything. So Hey, Brianna Stewart going over there back to, or, to New- the New York Liberty for all of our WNBA fans out there. It's a great pickup. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's why I almost forgot to do my bottom of the hour introduction to welcome all of the beautiful list of all the beautiful people back to the show. <laughs> Don't be a snob. Yeah, I, I always got to rewind like yes. that's it's a tradition. Like I can't not welcome everyone back that way when we were at you know the bottom of the hour. And again, mahalo to everyone for listening. To either this show or OIA Sports or any of our Vegas sports information network programming that we have all over the place or our sports map programming. Uh, for those of you that don't listen to our national programming, but are Vegas lovers, wink wink. Um, yeah, we have a lot of that. Before this show is the Lombardi line with Michael Lombardi and so it's very football heavy for all of our football fans. We, mm-hmm. you know, suggest you tune in. That's from seven to eight, so right before the show. Um, also, you know, coming up a little later, we still have the Arash Markazi show at from ten to eleven. So he always does a good job of basically talking about sports when it comes to like L.A., Vegas, and Hawaii. Uh, and then we have our VSIN programming again. That's Vegas Sports Information Network from eleven all the way up till. 3 o'clock p.m. We have the final countdown with Mike Brown and Stormy Bonantoni right. and Tim Murray and Sean King on v Prime Primetime. So, yeah. We got a lot of stuff yeah, going we, on over here for you got, people.
0: We got L.A. Clippers basketball tomorrow. Later on today, I think we got some high school sports, some OIA championships, and uh, I think we got some state tournament stuff yep this we weekend? got some, some by soccer? the way for
1: for some of our la clippers fans that maybe tried to tune in yesterday and we didn't have the bulls game was uh, there was a situation going on at Skyview network where we get our feed so that's uh, that's it so don't don't get angry at us we did have it originally on the schedule but it was something that from the network that we get their uh games from there's something happened so we did not have the game yesterday but Normally, you mm-hmm. can listen to all the Los Angeles Clippers games over here and with a little sprinkle in of some USC basketball, men's basketball as well. And yes, you're right. Tonight, just a reminder, we have OIA Division II Basketball Championships coming up first between Farrington and Kalani. And then following that game, we have the Division I Championship with Campbell and if Alan's listening, Alan, what school, Alan? <laughs> I don't know though. It might be more fun to do it to AC. Uh, AC, what schools in the championship? AC.
0: <laughs>
1: no, no they're, they're a good team. I got yeah. to see some highlights. Oh, they're
0: they're, very, they're super athletic, real quick.
1: It's going to be a crazy good game today because watching the semifinals, we did the semifinals of these boys basketball games on Monday with Kylo and Campbell, a close game. Campbell, I mean, this is where, again, everyone that has listened to me on like the girls basketball broadcast, you will know that my two big things that like in basketball, especially in girls basketball, boys basketball, a little different, but in girls basketball, well, one thing is the same in boys and girls is make your free throws. Free throws are very, very important. Number two, again, this is a little different in boys' basketball just because, you know, you can jump higher for the rebounds and stuff. But in girls' basketball, box out. It's all about boxing out, getting position, getting those boards. Um, So – it came down to free throws between the Campbell and Kailua game. Campbell made their final two free throws and that ended up being the difference in the game, beating Kailua 51-49. And then on the other side, Mililani winning by three, but back and forth, competitive, competitive game. Lelehua actually got a really good look from three, like right before the buzzer. And we spoke to, their head coach Mililani head coach Garrett Gabriel mm-hmm. and even he was like oh yeah I was sweating a little bit at the end <laughs> seeing it was from the corner so not an easy three point shot but pretty wide open nonetheless in boys basketball terms he was wide open got a good look luckily it was just a little short bounced off the rim Mililani got the rebound and ultimately the 40 to 37 win so tonight's game and the only loss for Campbell in league play is right. to Mililani so you can expect it's going to be a very, very competitive and fun game. If you guys are at home, obviously you can watch it on Spectrum Sports. But if you don't have Spectrum or you're driving around, you know, at seven thirty, tune in right here, Hawaii Sports Radio Absolutely. Network.
0: Absolutely, I think yeah. uh, from what I saw from from afar, I, I, Campbell. It's a, it's a difference in um, styles. Campbell is they're tall, they're physical, they're big. Um, they put a lot of pressure because of their length, but. Mililani, they, they have a everyone can handle the ball, and I think that's what um, that's how they relieve pressure and they put pressure on the other team by their athleticism and their quickness. And I think and they, because of that, um, they they're able to spread the floor. And if um, if they can if they can knock down shots, especially uh, above, from beyond the arc early, I think it's going to be difficult for Campbell to to stay with Milani.
1: Yeah, and also like. AC did mention, just a reminder, we will have HHSC soccer this Saturday. Woo! That is remarkable. That is brand new. I know. That's why we always humble brag on the show. We've done it a lot, but I will continue to do it. That uh, we love being like the uh, trendsetter and on sports radio because between AC Allen and myself, we've been in sports radio for a very, very long time. And it's never been done before that local high school soccer will be broadcast on the radio. Yeah. So, we're very and excited here at Hoy Sports Radio Network to be the first to do it. And definitely soccer is such a um, popular,
0: heavy participated sport. Everybody's everyone that's related or your 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 niece, your maybe your kids, everyone's a soccer mom, a soccer dad. Like it is it is so heavily popular. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. If you guys ever even been out to a match, it's it's the there's the, there's the venues and the, the energy. It is it's gonna be wonderful, and I'm so proud that Hawaii Sports Radio Network is able to provide a state championship um, broadcast for uh, girls soccer. It's gonna be great.
1: Yeah, and we gave some of the updates the other day. I don't. <laughs> I know AC, AC actually has a niece that plays for Pro City. And, <laughs> hey, they barely lost. You know, two to it was 2-1 one one. One on Monday. Two, but it's okay.
0: It's okay. 2-1. I mean, you know, Pro Close City game. lost to Punahou. Punahou Blech. is super, super good. They are always um, they always have really strong teams. Um, I think Pro City finished, like, maybe in the top three or four in the, in, in, in the OIA. And um, I think it's fine. I mean, I think Pro City just had a young team and Punho's super strong and they were you know they competed well
1: yeah so hopefully we see though Mililani in the championship right, <laughs> right, right, right. they're a very very good team I, I talked about her the uh, the other day like mm-hmm. after the OA championship Ia'i Maafala Ma who mm-hmm. is like incredibly quick and fast and like she's just such an explosive player up there in the front for the Trojans so I'm excited to watch some soccer this week I'll definitely be out either what at the D2 semifinals on Friday or D1 um, depending on timing and traffic just because you know the division two semis are right up the road over here at Farrington on Friday and the division one though are all the way at Pearl City so we'll see how it goes but what I'm excited to watch some soccer okay also sorry got got a little sidetracked on our high school sports segment um but i wanted to make a note that we did not forget national letter of intent (laughs) signing but we haven't really one of the reasons usually we'll obviously start off the show and talk heavily about university of hawaii football but haven't really seen anything major come through yet there were some like posts on twitter that coach chang had retweeted but some that we were already um familiar with that were coming so uh The six four two fifteen tight end out of Calabasas High, Domata Peko Jr. He posted on Twitter just a couple days ago. His his father played
0: in the NFL, nose tackle for the Bengals. Yep, saying
1: that he he said, "Dear Hawaii, I'm home." So he, even though it was kind of, I believe he signed during the early period, but he, I guess he's maybe he touched down, so he's officially officially here. But yes, as AC mentioned, his dad played for the Bengals, the Broncos, Ravens, and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. So, and that's some really, really good size 6'4, 215. And that's a high school kid, by the way. Again, high school. <laughs> right. It's not like a transfer. you go transfer? That mm-hmm. that's great. That what we're getting. But you're talking about a right. high school kid, really, that's, and That's over. Samoan strong. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another lucky to have him on uh, on our side. Exactly. Another post that we saw out of Kamehameha Schools. Tristan Wayamau Galindo, edge Edge Rusher 63220 with the hard commit a couple of days ago as well and the another one is Delhi Delion I hope I'm saying that right I will find out whenever we um Tonight is the NLI dinner where Mm -hmm. hopefully you guys, some of you guys got tickets and a table uh, to go. And Timmy Chang and his coaching staff will talk about all of their signees that they have for this class. But uh, Deleon Freeman, Mm -hmm. he is from Sharpsburg, Georgia, out of East Coweta, 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 (laughs) C-O-W-E-T-A, Coweta High School, a 511-170 corner I always get excited about corners just because we have, you know, such a good coaching staff when it comes to defense and teaching the cornerback. So those are the three that I saw come up over Twitter. Uh, but other than that, haven't seen anything major to come out. Steven Sauer reported on a couple of other guys um, that were transferring, but we'll get you caught up with some of the early signees that we had uh, in December when we come back on Wake Up in the Den.
0: Back to more Wake Up in the dead with Kukule Agbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Oh yeah, let's do
1: it again.
0: How we did it on a one-night stand. Girl, I want to be more than a friend.
1: By the way, see, I mean, I know this isn't Common Kings, but did you see Common Kings as coming to Oh, <laughs> I didn't actually. Yes, I'm so excited. I believe it's March, and I think oh. tickets go on sale this Weekend, I think it's like March fourth or something. I have to look it up again, but I saw it come across. I was like, "What?"
0: Yeah, I'm getting excited for the Soulja concert. Oh Um, yeah! yeah, If anyone loves that reggae, get tickets for that reggae sound.
1: You know, people, you can hook it up. (laughs) (laughs) We know somebody. I know, know somebody. Oh, you know. Um, yeah, I haven't, but i have like, my focus has been all on. We just have so much play by play. Like we've done these couple of weeks. It was funny because it was almost like a the slow period, you know, kind of towards the holidays and beginning it's, of January. It's just slows and then now it's like, bam, bam, bam. And now we're going to start doing like some HPU um, stuff coming right. up as well that we have baseball season. We'll have uh HPU men's and women's basketball actually next Wednesday at Chaminade against my school at Chaminade. And then uh, we'll have the baseball opening day. I believe next week, Saturday, Dane Fujinaka is like I think he's going to he's already like done a tremendous, tremendous job recruiting. And I we all have high hopes for the baseball program at HPU and also for the softball program. Really loading up on players this time now. They won't have their depleted roster as last season. They were basically playing with two pitchers the oh. entire season. You know, and in softball, especially at the division two level, if people are familiar, they play double headers. So you only have two pitchers who play, just play. So it's like sometimes your relief pitcher will be your pitcher that's starting the next game. <laughs> and she'll still be able to pitch lights out the next game. Right. So it was really impressive at what Coach Darnett Lona was able to do for softball last year. But they loaded up. Um, and our first softball broadcast was actually supposed to be this weekend, I think. It would have been this weekend. But... Um, Puget Sound, I guess, isn't coming anymore. So the running joke is, oh, "Are they scared?" <laughs> <laughs> I they think scared. so. That's that's, you that's know? our official It'll,
0: report. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: my that's my professional opinion, and I'm sticking yes. to it <laughs> because they were they saw that she loaded up on her roster, and yeah. they were like, "Oh, we know can play there now."
0: <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Game canceled because Puget Sound is scared.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So our first softball broadcast uh, brought to you by Hawaii Pacific Health and Kapili solar roofing will be in a couple of weeks and yeah we just and then of course more high school man you've gotta love it AC oh what is yes. this a sports station <laughs> over here I know <laughs> what all these games what it's... Boring not. And then next week, as we were talking about University of Hawaii football, spring practices start next week there already. You go. So we'll definitely have a lot of coverage for that. You There's know, no off season, baby. Our Paul Brecht will be out there like pretty much almost every morning out at Manoa to, you know, get some of the post practice interviews from the coaches, and we'll play it for you on the show and talk a lot of UH football because and who knows, um maybe you may or may not do One or two shows from there, from practice. I
0: think you know a guy.
1: I do know a guy. Yes. I got the blessing of the associate head coach. Yes. Which I'm sure the head coach would give his blessing too. But, you know, you get... uh, There's a nice ring to it. and And I always get the blessings from the real coaches, the wives. So
0: <laughs> there you go. Wake up in the den, live from the practice field.
1: You know, Sherry Chang and Jano Shoemaker and Emily Sheffield. Shout out, ladies! The real coaches, yeah, the, the coaches, real coaches of the coaches,
0: the boss so, of the coaches. They're, they're always the they're ones. general managers. Yeah. How's that?
1: Right? They're always the ones. They're so cute because we're you know like behind the scenes. Like I've become friends with a lot of them, and and they're always the one. Like yeah, just tell them if you need anything. Just call them or text them. They'll do it. And it's like.
0: No, I, and, I hope, so and I hope I hope they bring back the, the women's clinic again. A lot of those uh, events that is great for the community and everybody just, to, you know, to increase the brotherhood, the sisterhood and, you know, to support University of White football.
1: We have green and white celebrate. Oh my gosh, there's just so much going on. Anyways, but yeah, spring training and as more of uh football, like we mentioned, uh, it's not not nothing crazy coming in right now that I saw on Twitter. That's where we get most of our breaking, especially when it comes to local sports news, um, because it's not like national news that you can only trust you know so many people but we have the, the same the core sources like your steven size that when they break some of the news when it comes to uh stuff then you know like oh that's for real as i mentioned earlier with steven Sy, kind of he did a recap on the star advertiser about the newer commitments like we mentioned before the break uh, that they're expected to sign cornerback DeLeon freeman and hybrid end domato peckle junior today and one of their early commitments from that Kamehameha school's Tristan Wayamao-Galindo is the class of 2024, so already committing to the UH. And this is a really interesting story when it comes to Freeman, is that, as I mentioned, I get excited about corners, right, when it comes to our coaches, like your Mm -hmm. Abraham Elamimian. so Freeman actually reached out to Coach Abe in December, and then after reviewing Freeman's videos and talking with his coaches, that's when, you know, the Warriors offered a recruiting trip, and the rest, like I said, as they say, is history. So really excited to welcome the newest members of the Brotherhood. But Wayamao Galindo uh, is, who's coming over from Kamehameha Schools in the class of 2024, six. 220 220-pound junior, and who will graduate early in December and enroll at UH in January 2024. He trains actually under three former UH defensive linemen in Michael Lafaele, Bo Yap, and Lance Samuseva. So he's already a kid that's
0: right training
1: with the right guys. Pedigree, yeah. So it's going to be really exciting having just the newest additions to the brotherhood, and we'll keep you posted. Uh, on our social media as well as you know twitter but and then tomorrow we'll recap tomorrow tomorrow. things will come in obviously tonight if you guys are going like i mentioned is the national letter of intent dinner so uh fortunate for everyone that's going out there you'll hear firsthand from the coaches about the newest signees uh early signees there was a bunch coming in we talked about it before especially shoring up the line bringing in that size that we've always crave We don't want to get into the situations that we see time and time again where, you know, we're like, oh, yeah, we got big guys on the line. And then we line up against like someone within our conference, like a Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, never mind. They look significantly bigger than us.
0: (laughs) No, definitely. Definitely start. The football really starts from the from the trenches, from the O-line and the D-line. Yeah, Games
1: are one in the trenches. Sounds Mm -hmm. out. shout out to all of our trench warriors out there. Uh, But Anyways, yep, like I said, coming up next, though, stick around for Hawaii Pacific University's Sharks Weekly, live from the DSC Hawaii Esports Arena at HPU's Aloha Tower Marketplace Campus. Everyone's getting set up there. And Jeff Rich will talk to, or will talk, Women's volleyball for HPU for all of our volleyball fans. And next week, Wednesday, we'll have more HPU sports. Oh, that would be like an HPU day. We'll have Sharks Weekly in the morning, and then we'll have the HPU men's and women's basketball at Chaminade later in that Wednesday. That's terrific. Sports, local Sports. sports. And then don't forget. Coming up tonight, Kyle Goldaro Paul Brecht will be bringing you OIA Division One and Two Championship Boys Basketball. Broadcast begins at 5.30 p.m. on Hawaii Sports Radio Network and HawaiiSportsRadio.com. But for Al- or Alan, for AC custodial, <laughs> <laughs> Akule <laughs> Abayani, Goodbye. mahalo.